0: Welcome to season two of Breaking Free. I'm Rania Kurdi, a confidence life coach, comedian, and mother of two. I invite you to join me bi-weekly for confidence tips and interesting chats with my guests who work in fields that help develop confidence. And sometimes with people who have a personal story to share of how they were able to break free from fears that held them back from living their life with confidence and purpose. Hello, today is International Women's Day and I've been asked to speak at a very special event to celebrate that, so I thought I would share part of my talk with you on today's episode about how you can increase your confidence by balancing the feminine and the masculine energies within you. I'm sure at some point you've experienced that having a lack of confidence in yourself can stop you from taking action in life, and when you don't take action, and change your circumstances that need changing or you don't speak up about things that are disturbing you, you end up feeling weak and more like a victim, don't you? So how can you change this cycle and increase your levels of confidence? I find that the best place to start is to take a look at how balanced your masculine yang and feminine yin energies are within you. This has nothing to do with your gender, biological sex. You can have more masculine or feminine energy regardless of your sex. Now, boys and girls are treated differently by society and by parents according to their gender and place different expectations on each of them. This, of course, varies from culture to culture. Some are definitely more extreme than others, but they are equally guilty of telling boys not to cry and to be strong and competitive when they're telling girls to look pretty, not show anger and be nice to everyone. If you've come across the book Untamed, a number one New York Times bestseller by Glennon Doyle, I highly recommend it. I love this book. I will refer again to it later, by the way. She writes about how she lost her spark at the age of 10 because she started to understand that she needed to conform be a good girl whose duty was to please others. She describes this as living with an ache, which then led to an eating disorder. As an adult, she started to ask herself who she was before the world told her who to be. She noticed that when she asked her son and friends if they were hungry and wanted something to eat, they had no problem answering. But when she asked the girls, They all looked at each other for a leader to speak on behalf of the collective, to decide whether they were hungry or not. The elected girl eventually answered, No thanks, we're good. Glennon says, We forgot how to know when we learned how to please. So from a very early age, we learn to repress certain parts of ourselves, to even hate certain parts. But when we value one energy over the other, we are increasing the division and disharmony. Men that feel and show hatred towards women are in fact destroying their own feminine within themselves, and women who detest men are destroying and rejecting their own masculine energy. Or it could be the other way around. Perhaps a woman hates her femininity and is rejecting it because masculinity is what has protected her or helped her in this world. We need to actually incorporate both for our work and our relationships to become healthier and happier and get rid of this collective trauma of the separation of these energies within us. So you can pause this podcast and get a pen and paper if you'd like to write down these questions which are really helpful to use sort of as homework to to question where your belief systems have changed you perhaps. So think back to your own childhood. How did your experiences as a child form your belief systems as an adult? What were the things that you heard? What were the things that you were told that made you decide how to be? The next question to ask is how do you feel and think now about your own gender or the opposite gender? Do you have a preference Do you dislike one gender? Have a think about that. And lastly, did you as a boy or a girl have to become more masculine in order to survive in a more masculine-driven world, a world that represses the feminine and sees it as weak? I definitely know that I did. I felt vulnerable and unsafe expressing my femininity around males. But we are humans, regardless of our gender, A wholeness can only be felt when we reclaim both our energies. For relationships to succeed at work or romantically, people need to be in touch with their less dominant energies in order to create balance. Because when two people with extreme opposite energies meet, like very masculine with very feminine, it might be fiery and passionate, but it will lack the ability to communicate and leads to arguments where each cannot see the other's side. Extreme masculine with extreme masculine might have constant power struggles of who's in charge. And two dominant feminine energy partners might struggle to take charge and can become stagnant and boring. When people are asked what they look for in an ideal partner, funny enough, they usually describe a combination of the two energies. I want a strong man who's also sensitive and communicates. So the sensitivity and the communication is a feminine energy. I want a caring, loving woman who is confident. So confidence is a male energy. So subconsciously, we do feel more comfortable and happier with someone who has their energies in balance. Because both energies complement one another. We need a bit of both in order to feel satisfied and whole, which in turn makes us more confident. So have a look at which parts seem missing that you could incorporate more. Think of masculine as an outward energy and feminine as more inward energy. So if masculine energy, which is fire, is doing, taking action, achieving, succeeding, it might feel impossible to stop working and let go of controlling everything, which can lead to burnout if not balanced with some feminine energy like rest and connecting with your emotions. And feminine water energy alone, like intuition, fluidity, creativity and compassion, needs to be balanced with the masculine energy of logic, structure and single focus in order to move forward and complete goals. So here are some things that you can actively do in order to increase your less dominant energy. Notice which areas in your life need more feminine energy and you can increase it by slowing down, taking time to relax and recharge, getting in touch with your emotions by journaling and sharing your feelings with others more, developing trust in others and the universe by letting go more and not trying to control everything, ask for help, spend time alone, Practice gentle exercise and walks in nature. Perform self-care rituals like a nice long hot bath instead of a quick shower, a massage, reading something just for fun. And if you feel some areas in your life lack masculine energy, you can do more vigorous exercise and gain strength physically. You can take charge of your finances. Did you know that the Nigerian Wadabi women hold the economic power in the tribe? While the men are obsessed with competing in beauty contests judged by women, they spend up to six hours in makeup and costume and then dance for hours. So being in charge of your finances definitely makes you feel more confident, more powerful. Plan ahead and set goals. Challenge yourself by trying new things. Get out of your comfort zone. And start small at first. You don't have to throw yourself in at the deep end the first thing that you try. Get your hands dirty. Out camping or building something. Just really get your hands in the dirt. Be more assertive by standing up to people and saying no if you object to something. Power dress. Because how we dress can change how we feel. And lastly, I would highly recommend trying power poses like standing with your legs wide apart and your hands on your waist and your chin tilted upwards like a superhero. This has actually been proven to increase your testosterone levels and lower your stress hormone cortisol levels in just two minutes and according to professor and author of Presence Amy Cuddy adopting the body language of a powerful person changes the way other people see and act toward you. Or you can try another one of the poses, the luma, where you stand and lean forward to show engagement and dominance. Or try out feeling like a boss by leaning back in the CEO pose on your chair when you're interviewing a candidate for a job, for instance. You can also try putting your hands behind your head or rest your ankle on your knee. Have a think about world leaders or family members that have a good balance of masculine and feminine compared to those who don't. And you'll start to see it very, very clearly in yourself and in others. Don't you know some people who you have always felt, wow, they're so strong, they're so confident, they know what they want. And then you're really, really shocked when you see them in a different situation or with somebody else being really indecisive or insecure. And it would be that in that particular area, they're lacking one of the energies. An incredible and interesting example of masculine and feminine energy combined is seen in Hatshepsut, the first female Egyptian pharaoh who became king and ruled for 22 years. They identified as gender fluid, using both pronouns he and she, and wearing the short kilt and royal false beard with the lion's mane and cobra headdress that kings wore. And rather than go to war, her feminine energies were used to establish trade relationships with many foreign countries, making Egypt rich and living in peace and prosperity during Hatshepsut's reign. So now you have a clearer idea, hopefully, on how to develop your less dominant energy, I invite you to think about your big yes. What is the thing that really excites you and makes you feel in complete and utter flow? the thing you would still want to do whether it paid or not. When you find it and commit to it, it will make saying no to other things so much easier. Your yes will give you the confidence to stop people-pleasing. The validation you seek from outside of yourself won't seem as important as it used to. And the more practised and skilled you become, the more confident you will feel. If you spent years saying yes to others, Start to say yes to yourself and say yes to things that give you joy. Say yes to celebrating your successes. Say yes to love and laughter and say yes to new adventures and opportunities and learning. And finally, I'd like to remind all women on today, especially International Women's Day 2022, that there is a fierce powerful wildness that is within you that part of you that's perhaps been tamed and needs to be awakened in order for you to truly ooze with confidence and you can awaken that part of you by unlearning all that you have been taught about feeling shame about your sensuality your desires and your bodies and learning self-love self-care and who you really are, your true identity, your core self. And what I mean by that is if you stripped away all the titles, mother, teacher, daughter, wife, director, doctor, etc., what is the essence of you? I said I would return to Glennon Doyle's book Untamed, and here we are. I want to share with you this story that she tells about a cheetah she saw with her daughter during their visit to the zoo. They were introduced to a tamed cheetah in captivity called Tabitha, who was trained to run with Minnie a yellow Labrador to chase after a pink toy bunny attached to the back of a jeep with a rope and then given a stake as their reward. Glennon wrote that the taming of Tabitha felt familiar as she watched her gnawing the stake in the zoo dirt and thought, day after day... This wild animal chasing dirty pink bunnies down the well-worn narrow path that has been cleared for her, never looking left or right, never catching that damn bunny, settling instead for store-bought steak and the distracted approval of sweaty strangers, obeying the zookeeper's every command, just like Minnie, the lab she's been trained to believe she is, unaware that if she remembered her wildness just for a moment, she could tear those zookeepers to shreds. And later, back in the fenced field, Tabitha was pacing, looking a little scary and regal, as if she could feel her wildness. And Glennon felt that if she were to ask her what was going on in that moment, Tabitha would reply, Something's off about my life. I feel restless and frustrated. I have this hunch that everything was supposed to be more beautiful than this. I imagine fenceless, wide savannas. I want to run and hunt and kill. I want to sleep under an ink-black silent sky filled with stars. It's all so real I can taste it. Then she'd look back at the cage, the only home she's ever known. She'd look at the smiling zookeepers, the bored spectators and the panting, bouncing, begging best friend the lab. She'd sigh and say, I should be grateful. I have a good enough life here. It's crazy to long for what doesn't even exist. And Glennon would say, Tabitha, you are not crazy. You are a goddamn cheater. I hope you've found this episode interesting and helpful. Please remember to share and to subscribe. And happy International Women's Day today and every day. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Breaking Free, please share it with your friends or on your social media platforms. And of course, I'd really love it if you can subscribe, rate or review the show. You can reach me directly at branyakurdi.com if you would like to ask a question. Comment on what you heard today or find out how I can support you on your journey.